Okay. We're going to go through now four reasons continuing the flow of this essay why practical commandments involving the physicality of our world have a spiritual advantage over the spiritual service of loving and fearing God. The first of the four advantages is in terms of the spiritual source, the energy. Love and fear are powers of the soul. And thus they have the soul's energy, which comes from our world, in which we have the energy of the spiritual name Ma, meaning we have the most basic God name of God, the four-letter name, Yud, and then a He, and then a Vav, and a He. And it can be spelled out, the He, the, all four letters are spelled out, Yud, Yud, Vav, Dalit, etc. All four letters are spelled out. And all four, we have four different ways of spelling out these four-letter combinations. In all four of them, the yud remains the same, but the hey and the vav are spelled out in four different ways, which create different numerical values. The higher the ultimate value, the more power that name has. The lower the value, the more refinement that energy is. So our world, the world of refinement, is the energy of ma, numerical value 45. The world of chaos is the numerical value of the name sad, 63. So 63 has more power than 45, though it's a more raw power. 45 is a weaker, so to speak, and more refined power. So the soul, a product of this world, a product of Ma, of 45, her love and fear, like her, come from this more constrained energy of God. The physicality of our world has embedded within it sparks from chaos, from sag, which is from the inner dimension of primordial man versus the ma energy, which is the glimmerings from the outer dimension, from the forehead, so to speak, of primordial man. So as such, within the physicality, there's a far more powerful energy, energy of chaos, sag, which is the same reason why man is sustained by lower elements of our world, by animal kingdom, vegetation, inorganic matter, because in all of these lower elements, there's these sparks of chaos. So I'm not only being sustained by the meat or potato or salt. I'm being sustained by the energy of God within that. And since the energy of God is coming from sparks of the world of chaos, it's an energy greater than my own and therefore it can sustain me and nurture me. So that's the first reason why within the practical commandments, there's a greater energy than in loving and fearing God. Practical commandments are accessing the sun. More powerful energy than the soul's love and fear, ma. Another reason is because when one loves and fears, it's a very great spiritual service. And therefore, it accesses very high within God's innermost energy of his divine attributes. But God said to Moses, my face, meaning my inner dimension, cannot be seen. So when the love and fear are connecting to the innermost essence of the supernal attributes that can't come down. We can't see that. But when one does an action commandment, since it's an external aspect of self, I'm doing an action, it reflects to an external aspect of God, the seventh, eighth, and ninth of the divine attributes, which are external. Since they're lower and external, they can come down. So specifically because loving and fearing is such a high service, where it reaches can't get that level. It's not coming down. 
and the commandments are reaching a lower level because they're more external. And that external dimension of God can't come down. So that's an advantage of the practical commandments over loving and fearing. A third advantage is that when one does the practical commandments, there's essence being accessed. And when one loves and fears, it's not an expression of essence. It's an outward manifestation. And the Rebbe now explains this concept at a lot of depth with a lot of details. And he uses the analogy of, you can think of a physical seminal drop that creates a child. It's just a drop. We don't see in it anything. But that's a drop from essence that contains essence, which is why a child, something in your image, can come forth. But if we would compare that to giving over intellect, well, intellect seems much higher than this drop of matter. But the intellect isn't containing essence. It's a glimmering, a radiation, a manifestation. So when you're grasping that intellect, you're not grasping the essence of your teacher. You're not even grasping the essence of his thought. You're grasping that glimmer, that radiation from him that he's transmitting to you. And that's akin to the love and fear. So if we think of this concept of the drop, again, the drop meaning something that we don't see in it, the power, but it contains the essence and therefore can procreate. If we would think of verbalizing a phrase, words of God's seminal wisdom, articulating those words, imparting the wisdom doesn't create anything. But if there's a drop from the vessel of God's seminal wisdom, like that drop from the brain of the Father, that has the power to appropriate. And also, an illumination from the seminal wisdom of God incorporated within that drop. In other words, there was a drop from the vessel of seminal wisdom. I just see a drop. I don't see anything very powerful here. But within that drop is this illumination, this flow of God's seminal wisdom itself, God's essence, which is why that drop has such power. It has a power of essence. But if one is thinking or speaking these thoughts of God's seminal wisdom, it's not essence. You can't procreate. It's just a reflection. In other words, if you think of speaking words of wisdom, the speaking words of wisdom is a reflection of the essence of intellect of the soul. And the essence of intellect of the soul is a reflection of the essence of the soul. The soul's essence isn't even found within the intellect of the soul, let alone within the words expressing the intellect of the soul. So the love and fear is like the words of the wisdom of the soul. And the actions are like that drop. It doesn't seem to have any spiritual power. But that drop contains within it the entirety of essence. Which is the difference between the creation of angels and the creation of the souls. The angels, we're told, are born of a spiritual kiss. Meaning a very spiritual glimmer. Not essence, a glimmer. That's why they can't create other angels for angels. But the souls come from the vessels that contain an element of essence. 
And that's why they resemble that tangible product of the seminal drop that's incorporated in the entire essence of its source. Now, one could ask, but the love and fear is coming from the soul. And if the soul is coming from God's essence, seminal drop, what does the love and fear also have that in it? But the difference is, from the soul itself, there's two ways things are expressed. A radiance, a glow, the intellectual love and fear, or an issue of essence, like that seminal drop, the action commandment. So the love and the fear is sort of like the angels that come from that spiritual kiss. What's radiating in them is the external aspect of the three intellectual attributes. It's from a very high level, but it's not containing essence. Because the innermost dimension of the powers of intellect, the essential nature of that indwelling light, can't be revealed except through the radiance of the vessel that descend below. Just as a seminal drop comes from the brain of man, but it comes forth as a drop, as something that you don't see overtly within it, the wisdom, let alone the essence it contains. Because again, as we said earlier, God said, my face, my innermost dimension cannot be seen. So it can't be manifested. It has to descend in a concealed manner. So the love and fear, because they're so spiritual, they can't contain it. It would be too overt. But in an action commandment, it's like a disguise. You don't see anything specifically spiritual taking place. So there it can be contained.